Oh, it's on. Hang on. Why is it? I'm looking out. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Are you ready? What is it? It takes her so long to choose a song. Well, I don't even know. Oh, you'll know it. He changed his clothes and shined his boots and combed his dark hair down. But his mother cried as he walked out. Don't take your guns to town, son. Leave your guns at home, Bill. Don't take your guns to town. Welcome to the Hot Flush. This is the world's premier podcast for the perimenopausal. You're joined by your host, Mrs. Woog, and beside me, our co-host, Mrs. Berry. Welcome, Mrs. Berry. Welcome, Mrs. Woog. How's your week been? Uh, My week has been excellent. I have been super productive in my preparation for return to the full-time employment world and therefore having no time to do anything else. I am still quite upset that you've chosen to go full time. I know. Well, you know, you just got to take, you just got to roll with the punches. I know, but who am I going to eat dumplings with? I know. Well, we're just, we're just, we'll just make it work. We'll make it work. Yeah. If there's anything you and I can do. I think we're just going to have to make it that Thursday nights is I just come straight here from work. Yes. And we record and, and, and eat dumplings. And eat dumplings then. Okay. Or we get, you know, um, Uber Eats or something. Yeah. Let's turn it into a positive. My week has been up and down. Day one here. Day, day one. one. So I have a little... What did I say to you when I first got here today? I can't remember because I can't remember. I said, I, I feel like you have two periods to every one of well, mine. Well, and this is it, people out there. What happens is that I have a normal period and then I have a two-day sort of spotting cycle in the middle and then I have a normal period. So right. it seems like I'm always on it. As Mr. Woog says, like, do you ever not bleed? <laughs> <laughs> I want to put in something there about your heart, but you know, you know, bleeding, bleeding heart. heart. Mm. Um, so I've been up and down because um, been irrationally angry. This weather is making my heart sing. I know, but I did just have to <sighs> take my pants off. I know it's quite she's hot. taken her pants and her shoes off. I yeah, can put the aircon on if you want. No, that just seems silly. It does seem silly. Um, so I took great pleasure in silly things like walking in the beautiful breezes and and not having to go early in the morning or late in the, the evening afternoon. like you could actually just go at any time and watching the football on the side of the oval and not being reduced to a puddle it was um, a lovely breeze god listen to a us. lovely breeze i had um that was birthday palooza this week for me i had mum and dad's and jack turned 13 yesterday so i took mum out to dinner with some of my sisters and her best friends and they oh, i put them up in the spices hotel Spices Retreat in Potts Point. Shout out to Sam, who runs it, who enjoyed watching middle-aged women get rip-roaringly drunk on cocktails. It was lovely. (laughs) So wait, you actually drank there? You didn't go out and drink Oh, no, we had a couple of cocktails there. Then we went to the Maclay Street Bistro. Oh, nice. Oh, my God. I've got to tell you the worst thing that happened there. (laughs) (gasps) The waiter was very, very flirty. You know, like old school, gorgeous flirty. Yeah. And I had to walk through the the kitchen to use the bathroom. And he said, how were those prawns? And I said, oh, fuck me. They were good. And he goes, okay, then. And pretended to follow me into the bathroom. And I was like, get out. (laughs) Well. I know. Well. See, me and the cowboy from the YMCA people and the the maitre d' from the, the Clay Street Bistro. Oh, well, this is it. You've still got it. I've still got it. You've still got it. Um, and then Mr. Woog's been away. He's in Tasmania for a couple of days. He's in Melbourne today for a night. So just, I don't mind it when he goes away, actually. I just have some toast for dinner. Yeah. Speaking of toast. I love toast. I have been eating toast, like, the last three days. It's pretty much been all I've been eating. What is that all about? Carbs. Hot buttered toast. Do you know, I, so... On the new pancreas tablets, I think because they're helping me actually digest food, I'm not eating as much because You're I feel full. Like stuff. I feel it's not yeah. shooting through you like but the, a So, but the thing glory. is, that means that I'll have like breakfast and then I'll suddenly get to like three thirty or four o'clock and go, "Holy mackerel! I could just you Are know." We're going to do chicken pies today. Oh yes. <laughs> anyway, I just rolled like six slices of hot buttered toast. And then tucked into some um, white Costello on crackers. Oh. And I did actually go, okay, well, that's my dinner and lunch. 
just all eaten between the hours of four and five thirty. But you know, but this with this cooler weather, I've cracked out the jaffel maker. I've been enjoying some ham and cheese toasties while mm. I've been working. Did I tell you? Did I? Did we cover this last week? What? That I've it's taken eleven years, but now my children eat um, cheese and tin spaghetti toasted sandwiches. No, we didn't. So I used to do swimming training at school with my friend Kiralee, who is a swimmer, and I was a runner, and she was a swimmer. And so I would tease her mercilessly on the athletics track, and she would similarly do the same in the pool. Except it was worse because you're wearing swimmers. Yes, <laughs> and also that our swimming coach was an ex-Olympian, and we all, you know, about one of two men within the school, and the other one was like a 60-year-old dad who taught science, so he didn't count. <laughs> um, there were the groundskeepers, but they were another story. So he then pointed out to my mum one morning that I would make an excellent long-distance swimmer. I had amazing lung capacity, but it was just such a shame that I had such big boobs because it just meant I wasn't... Inappropriate! Wasn't sort of aerodynamic and, you know, I was so horrified that he'd noticed and then so gutted that I was clearly not going to... I had to wipe Olympic swimmer off my, you know, to-do list. Um, But... Every morning after swimming training, because, you know, it starts at like 5am or something. I know. The mums would be in the canteen making us toasted, you know, cheese and spaghetti toasted sandwiches. And I pretty much only did swimming training for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they are a marvellous thing. And I do believe that they've made a comeback. Jaffles are everywhere. Yeah. So you call them a jaffle. Yeah. Mm. I think I used to when we were kids. Now I just call them a toasty. I can, it depends. Toasty's done in a flat iron and a jaffle's done in a breville. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Julie, no. Don't argue with me about toasted breads, I tell (laughs) you. So, yes, up and down week, um, but all over fine. Can I, I just need to give a shout out to Pat at uh, the Optus store at Warrywood Square because I've had a number of issues with my Optus services and... Every time I go to try and do it on their website or on their app on my phone, I end up weeping and wanting to, you know... Stab. Stab people. Just involuntary acts of violence. Yep. And I went in, and I was there for a while, but he got it all sorted. So yay to Pat. Go on, yeah, Pat. And uh, I also went into Apple yesterday because my phone has been a bit funny and they just it was under warranty. They replaced the screen. That was all done. Like I've just had a week of ticking those things off that nag at the back of your brain and make you feel incompetent. I've got Charlene's um, on the internet. She's concerned because I've just poured a small glass of wine to have with an aphrodisiac because I'm getting stabbed to death from the inside. And she's just a bit concerned that... Um, That's not a wise... Please tell me that you've got food in your tummy before taking <clears throat> NSIAD with alcohol. With NSIAD. I think that's what I think that's what is in it. Oh. Darling Charlene, I've been doing this for twenty years. <laughs> yeah, but you do need to have something instant. You can yeah, get I, get I have. I've had toast. Yeah. It's nice that people care. It is lovely, it is. isn't it? That's the thing I, I take away from that. I know. Charlene, thank um, you so much. Right. Can we can we deal with the mud first, the, the, the pond scum first, and then move on to the lighter topics? Sure. Um, because there's a number of things kicking around that have been kicking around, you know, since the election and Christchurch and Egg Boy and, uh, and then the outcomes of the New South Wales election where a particular male has got into the Legislative Council, um, even though he has a history of behaviour and actions that at times have landed him in court. Um, And I know that we're all quite despairing about a lot of this stuff. And I thought I would share with you... um, Oh, and then, of course, the sort of cherry on top has been... The One Nation. Has the One Nation and Ashby and Dixon... uh, situation with the Al Jazeera that expose called I have opinions um what was it how to frame a massacre so part part two is actually on this evening I watched 10 minutes of part one (laughs) I watched 10 minutes and I had to turn it off and go and watch um Disney no the get cracking the Uh, Kate McCarthy and Kate McClellan um I am going to watch it because I think it's important but as you guys know, last week I put myself on a pretty thorough current affairs news 
ban. So I am trying to temper it. But I wanted to talk to you quickly about what I'm doing to deal with my sense of despair and hopelessness and inability to manufacture change on any scale. Picks up pen, picks up notes. (laughs) Go. Go. I have decided that... Our monkey brains are not designed to be taking in all of these massive events and massive global changes and and be able to cope with them. We we are designed for being in a tribe and in a small village and and in looking after each other and, um, and where there is a problem, we can all bandy together and fix it. So what I have decided to do is myself do acts of goodness and kindness as every day. So, and it can be for a stranger. It can be for my friends. It can be for my family. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. And the notion underlying all of that is this concept of serving and of serving others in making sure others are okay and others are cared for. And also that others are safe and know that they're safe. So that can translate into things like if I'm standing in a supermarket queue and someone says something about a a person of other race or colour or sexuality or I'm actually going to call it, I'm going to be brave and I'm going to go, that's really unacceptable. Yep. And I don't know. That's that line that we taught one of our listeners who was dealing with some millennial at work. Yeah. Really? Yeah, really? Really? Yeah. And that you, I don't, I am not going to... Don't, you're not I'm, adding to the aggro. But no, and I am not going to, I'm not even actually going to try and change their opinion. No. I've decided that is... That's it's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. But I am going to call them on it and make them say, no, really? That's yeah. not acceptable. Yeah. And then I've sort of, it's really interesting. It has completely changed, I feel like a bit of a... Do-gooder? A grip. <laughs> yes. That is what I am, Kate. I am now like the Mother Teresa of the Northern Beaches. You would just be walking around, throwing light at everyone. <laughs> but but what, we have but to. But this is the thing because all of us are saying, "I feel out of control. I can't control it. I don't, I don't know what. I don't know what to do." Please don't lose the element of snark that you do have. Because oh fuck otherwise no! I will oh, not no. be friends with you. I'm very snarky and very judgy. <laughs> but it also means that when I have a friend who's under the pump, I'm going to call in with a container of bickies and go. This doesn't make it, this doesn't change the situation, but I just wanted you to know that you're loved and I was thinking of you. Day one, Kim. (laughs) Day one, you're making me cry. And people just go, you know, a friend of mine is having a really rough time at the moment and when she does, she goes to ground. And now she tells us. That's what I do. Yes, but now she actually tells us. She'll actually go, I'm just going to ground. And so I called in last night. And I said, I know you've gone to ground. You don't need to talk to me. I'm just giving you some biscuits and some pikelets that I made. And then, of course, she burst into tears. Yeah. And, and but, that's, that's just, but, that's, it breaks the, the But breaks we had the a tension. big hug. Yeah. A big hug. I told her that I thought her shirt was beautiful. Was and it? she said, yeah, it was. It was this gorgeous green. And, you know, and her, meanwhile, her mum had seen her that day and go, mm, I don't think you should wear that colour. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> So, and we had a bit of a laugh and then I, and I left like I, and it was just like, what did that take? Nothing. nothing. And I just want us all to be thinking when we think I can't fix this, I can't do anything. Yeah, you can, but it doesn't need to, you don't need to fix everything. No. You just need to know, have you, have you had a chat with your neighbours lately? Yes, because they're making a birthday cake for Jack's birthday. I see. (laughs) But do you, know, do you know what I mean? We need to scale it back in because the big is freaking us the fuck out. Yeah, and it's making you go crazy and yeah. not sleep. Yeah. So that is, that's my current philosophy. new philosophy mindset. But you've always been a bit like that though. I have, but I think I've actually articulated it and I've stopped thinking, I've stopped feeling anxiety about that it's happening on that large scale like because mm. i can't what 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 is that anxiety doing i'm not out there like it's it hasn't manufactured in any way to change global politics nor can you and well you know maybe i could <laughs> if i let the true narcissist in me out and you know had got into politics when i was in my 20s and was now running no. for, <clears throat> i was but, having dinner with mum who turned 71 on Saturday night, and I said, Mum, I wish you were 20 years younger. 
because she's like like lifelong politician. Yeah. Um, and she'd been asked many times to yeah sit to for sit. the seat of Hawkesbury, and um, and then she just thought, oh, fuck it, I'm too old now, and I just want to enjoy life, which yeah. I totally get. But I really wish, yeah, you know, twenty years ago she'd gotten in there and rebel roused a bit. Yeah. So um, I just yes, I'm not claiming any great moral high ground. I'm just saying that... I'm seeing a little halo forming you? above Let your head. Let me just uh, polish that. Uh, I'm just saying, if you are feeling like that, find... Don't just wallow in it. Yes. Let's actually go, you know what? That woman standing in the queue in front of me at Woolies has a really nice skirt on or really cute yes. shoes. I love those shoes. Or them. that little kid is gorgeous. Let's like, you know, like whatever. Like, yeah. pat that dog that's and at I the And I tell cafe. you what, I love doing that. There's this... You know, there's this woman who sometimes I see at the shop and she's just fabulous older lady. Yeah. Just And I always go, every time I see you, you look amazing. Yeah. Like, you've just got such a way with style. Yeah. And she's like, oh, really? Like, you know, it doesn't take much, does it? No. But don't be inauthentic about it. No. Like, say it yeah. like you mean it and don't say it if you don't and, mean it. And, you know, there's plenty of us that don't know a lot of information about topics that are you know, really current. Um, so things like different faiths, um, different cultures. It, we have we have this thing called the internet. Mm. Just read about it. Just fight. Like, don't it's not just... always just for fighting with people on Twitter, no. you know? And it's not enough to actually go, I, you know, like, of course, all different races and nationalities are welcome here. Mm. Like, you still need to... We all need to be educating ourselves constantly. And I think that there's this... We're going to push back from the perpetual outrage that you see on the internet. Like, if you follow Prue McSween on Twitter, like, she's such an angry lady. Yeah. She's so angry. And I just think, imagine walking around with that energy all day, Mm. like, just being perpetually outraged at everyone. And you know where that comes from? Fear. Insecurity. Fear. Mm. And shame. Well, that's what that's you know that's the name of the game. Politicians, consumers, advertisers—they want us to worry and consume mm. and fear, worry, consume. So I didn't know very much about the fishers, shooters, and fuckwits, and so or the—is that what they are? The fishers, shooters, and farmers. Yeah, yeah. So let's call. They them. used to be called the shooters' party, but then some PR person got in their ear and said, "No, no, they were the shooters and fishers." And then they worked out they could com- they could completely sabotage the national party. <laughs> Can um, I just interrupt you for no, a no. second? No, no, so I went, I went on their site and I've read all their policies. And do you know what? They're all fucking nonsense. <laughs> They're all gross platitudes. There are no tangibles in there at all. It's all based on, you know, our culture and values and freedoms are under threat. Show me. Show me how they are. How? <laughs> well, I've, I've uh, taken on a little recruit onto the Woogs World website. Oh, Her yes. name is Polly Waffle. Now, Polly is deeply entrenched in the Canberra antics. And I can't release her name because she will get into trouble. But she's going to be writing us a weekly column up until the election um, and to, uh, even the week after the election. Um, just to, if you're confused, it's very clearly yep. sort of stated. It's non-biased towards any particular party, but she does hate One Nation. So if you love One Nation, probably not best not read it. Yes. And if you want love One Nation, fuck off. Yes. Um, so Polly Waffle, follow her um, okay. on the thing. So here endeth the lesson from Mrs. Berry. What's next? Um, well, I don't even want to talk about that. No, we just talked. Yeah, we, we vaguely mentioned that. Okay, so I get a phone call the other day. It's like 7.30 or something in the morning. And yes. of course, I think someone's died. And it was my old friend, Wendy Harmer. Yeah. And she goes, love, can you be on the radio in five minutes? And I was like, huh? So I found myself talking about canteens because apparently I'm like the world's expert in canteens. <laughs> so what's been happening is a lot of people have... A lot of kids are starting to call Uber for school lunches. <laughs> a lot of parents are starting, have got, dropping off McDonald's and KFC to their kids. Oh, my God. I know. And she wanted to know, her and Robbie wanted to know what was selling in the canteen. So I took them through. I said, look, there's lots of healthy options and there's lots of crappy options. Um, but the main thing, you, you're going to die. Are you prepared? Are you yeah. ready? Our school canteen has just introduced Tap and Go FPOS. Yeah, you talked about that last week. Oh. Did I say some of them had on their phones? Yes. Okay. Well, 
on the radio this week. <laughs> and then... That's your turn, because last week I mentioned something for the third week in a yeah. row. So. so I was on the radio this week, and then the next day they picked up my article I'd written about should you force your kids to go to the school athletics carnival. Yeah. And we've got differing opinions on this. Yeah. What, what, what say you? I say... Okay, okay, just give you a background. Kids had their athletics carnival this, this week. Jack was all like, none of my friends are going. I don't want to go. And I said, off you go. Off you go. And Harry wants to go because, of course, he comes first in shot putting the javelin every year. And that's his main... Also, it's role. a day out of the classroom. I know. But you don't think they should be forced to go. Why? Now, when my two older boys were at school, I made them go. I made Felix go. I told him it was about school spirit and that he had to go and support people. And then I came to my senses and went, hang on a minute, I've got kids that are really into drama and music and the arts, and I've also got children that are really talented at maths and science. And does the whole school get taken out for an entire day to go and support those students at Steadfords and concerts and performances? Uh, No, they do not. And so as soon as schools set it up that the whole school goes and supports all students in whatever their endeavours are, whether it's artistic and cultural or whether it's sporting, then I will make my kid go to the athletics carnival. Full stop. Except Grover did go today because he wanted to do shot put and something else. What is it with shot put and boys? I think it's just a It's a big heavy show, ball. Show of strength. It's another ball. I used to be good at the shot put. Same, because I'm built like a Russian, you know. Potato farmer. Yeah. Bulgarian and, egg farmer. I am your cousin Helga. <laughs> Svetlana and... No, Svetlana is like a sort of long-limbed goddessy name. I am Igor and you are Elga. <laughs> yeah, you know, look at the broad shoulders, you know, just, yeah, God, I could throw that rock pretty far. <laughs> but I was pretty quick before I hit puberty. I was yes, a very I fast could, runner. I could run. Then the boobs arrived and that was the end of that. So sad. I could have been a, I could have been a, you know. Like, I could have been a somebody. I could have been an athlete. I could have been like my. Well, you are very good my, at aerobics. I'm very good at aerobics. I'm actually wearing my aerobics shirt today. <laughs> what am I going to do with 25 girls on Saturday night? Oh, sweet Jesus. So fill everyone in on this little thing you've somehow lined yourself know. up for. Like, Jack is. Were you high? Like, no. how did he get this past the high? How did you get this past the keeper? Well, he's very manipulative. He is. He's so clever. He's so clever. Yeah, it's like a rat up a drain pipe. So he's got this whole tactical thing about how he's going to con me into having 25 of his mates over for a high tea, like, lower on the ground, big platters of food function. Like, who? What sort of 13-year-old boy wants that? Anyway, so he's got 25 girls. No boys. 25 of his nearest and dearest. 25, like, 13-year-old girls. That is my definition of hell. I don't even know what to expect because I don't... I don't know. I don't know. Think about yourself at 13. Now imagine 25 of them in your backyard or in your house. And they all dress a bit. Yeah, but yeah, there's a lot of skin. Well, I don't, I don't know how to say it. There's a lot of flesh on display. Yes. As I, as I said I'm going to be in the kitchen just so frightened. I went to uh, my, so our mother's group from when our very, from our firstborns. They're, all of those kids are now turning 21. And I went to one of the girls' yeah. 21st. And I do believe I texted you from the party going, so it's okay to just wear your bra out now, apparently. I, just girls, just wearing a bra. Like, not even a pretend, like like a bikini top. Like a full-on with the just a bra. straps and your eyelets. Like, like this. Well, maybe not so beige, but like, <laughs> but like with the full-on, you know, your proper things at the back. I'm just going, that's a bra. That's not a top. That's a bra. Where's your top? Where's your top? What would our grandparents think? It was like that episode of Seinfeld where, you know, that woman walks around with a bra and just a jacket. Like she wears a boxy blazer over the top. Oh, God. So, yeah, they'll just be in a lot of denim underpants and... Bras. Little halter tops. Oh, really? We're just jealous. So the whole thing is that I have to clear out the um, the carport, put down some rugs, some low tables. Um, Do you own these things? No, but... Uh, my friend Mrs O'Neill is very good at styling events and shit, so she's going to come over and oh, she'll be in her element, do it all. And then I've got to borrow Mrs Goodman's platters 
and go to Aldi and buy some cheese. And then Mr. Wig last night saying, like, they're not going to eat fucking cheese and prosciutto. No. And figs and goat's cheese. No. Just get them party pies and sausage. But I'm like, what are they going to do? But then I thought, it's not my problem. It's not your problem. Just set it up. Because he wanted wanted to have a photo (laughs) booth, a DJ, and a photographer. That is the norm now. You've created this No, I haven't. (laughs) I have not. His friends have created it. And I said, mate, no. You're not getting a photographer, a DJ, and a photo booth. No. This is his 13th. I know it's a big milestone one. No, it's not. I mean, I know it's them becoming teenagers. But that's what happens now at parties. No, no, that's what happens in parties around this area. Oh, I know. (laughs) That's dreadful. You're like in the wrong... And they do, um, and they do set a high standard. And then all the kids talk about whose party was the best. Well, I'm sorry, Jack. Your party's not going to be the best. Your party is just going to be a normal 13-year-old party. And, and I'm just, just putting some speakers You can out live with that disappointment for the rest of your life. And when you have a 13-year-old, you can give them the DJ, the photo booth, and the D- and the whatever. But some of these parties that I see on the gram, because it's all for the gram. Oh, fuck. I need to go. Let's take a break and come back when I've recovered my no, work. Hang on. No, I want us to cover off on what you should be feeding them. Uh, fruit platters. Mm-hmm. Pizza delivered. Yep. And soft drinks. Yep. That's it. And a cake. You've got next door making the cake. Next door's making a cake. Yeah, done. Yeah. That's it. Just 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 pizza delivered. Yeah. But that's not what he wants. I don't care what he wants. He gets to live here. That's good enough. I love you. Let's get married. <laughs> I'll come over. I'll be the bad cop if Thank you like. Thank you. That would be great. Yeah. I said to my boys today that when I go back to work next week, they're going to have to get back into line like they were, you know, when I was working. And I said, otherwise, you're going to have you're going to have Grandma getting up in your grill about, you know, oh, that time is incentive enough to get yourself sorted. And, and Rob was like, oh, good cop, nag cop. And I, <laughs> that's that. That's so good, nag cop. All right, we'll be back. Bye. Is that on? Yeah. Okay, we're back. Um, I wanted just to quickly bring up Dancing with the Stars. Ugh. Uh, I know. Um, but I think it would be really grueling. It would be really hard to do. Like, if you think about what you have to do, it would be hard, right? So, yeah, but ha- they're getting paid. I know. But still, imagine all that exercise. They're getting paid. Anyway, so Michelle Bridges got bunted off this week. And... I have a problem because at the end of the, like, you know, she didn't deserve to go. She's quite a good dancer. Whatever you think of her. Stop that face. Okay, sorry. Um, but they will go, oh, I'm just so privileged to have been here and these people are like family to me. Oh. I just want one of them to go, fuck off. I was robbed. This is a scam and you should all be ashamed of yourself and then just destroy the whole studio. Why are they so vanilla? Because that's what it is. So all these shows are. I have, I have a zero tolerance policy for this stuff. It's like these celebrities; they're just so beige. They're beige. It's beige. It's I, sometimes. Sometimes I actually feel like all of this is actually this grand plan oh. to turn us into complete morons. Yes. So that then they can do things like get that man into the New South Wales Legislative Council. <laughs> and to get people like that man who spent more days in the Philippines last year than uh, any other politician. The, the, what they're calling the member for Manila. <laughs> I've heard some bad things which are probably quite liable, which I won't say to you. Yeah. Um, but I've heard some pretty bad rumours about that man. Mm. And why there's that other man in the Australian Senate who got in on when he only had nine primary votes. Sometimes I think all of this stuff, like, you know, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Um, Married at first sight. Dancing uh, with the stars. Dancing with the stars. That hideous cooking one with that hideous man that's, you know. Pete. Yeah. And Manu. And actually, you know, he's doing, he's actually doing harm. Um, You know, I just... But is that who we are now? Is that how dumb we've become? Yeah. Because they rate really well. Yeah. We are. We are that dumb. Yep. Oh, that's depressing. 
That's why you just have to come back to your own community and your own village and start there. Here she comes. The halo's coming out. <laughs> okay. Oh, one more thing. Oh, look, just stop I'm touching me. I just touched a boob. Mm, well, that's pretty hard not to. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly out there. This is the, um, this was, um, no, this was the other thing I was going to say about that. And now it's just fallen out of my head. It's gone. Just like that. Awesome. Isn't it awesome? And I did republish a piece that I wrote about menopausal fog where you do stop mid-sentence and just go. Or you're standing there in the bathroom going, why am I here? What did I need? No, but I was actually just going to say a final a final. You're giving us a lecture. Stupid web dump. I was doing a little prologue to a prologue? Epilogue. Dialogue. To the end, to the rest of it. It's gone. Okay. Do you know what I did last night? What did you do? I watched The Help. What's that? Haven't you seen The Help? No. Is that a movie? Yes. Okay. Mm. I got into bed. I couldn't sleep, so I put on The Help. Anyway, that's not going anywhere now, is it? Okay, let's get to our readers' questions. Wendy, a health update, please. Oh, do you want more news about my pancreas? GWS. Get well soon. Get well soon. And when are you coming to Nursa? To meet us. No, when you guys stop having tropical cyclones. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're both well. I think we can say that. Yes, yes, we are both very well. I thought I My had a sore. My are not, but yeah. I had a sore neck last week. Did you? I slept on it funny. <laughs> I had one of those nights, it was last Thursday night, <laughs> where I did not sleep a wink. Oh, God. And I just sweated, and then I heard the alarm bell go for Mr. Wig to go to the airport, and then I heard the birds singing, and I went, oh. And then I cancelled PT that morning. I never do that. Mm. So I had to go back to bed. No requests, but I just want to say I love listening to you every week. Aww. I come away having learnt something and had a good laugh out loud. That's from Jen. Jen and Harriet said, nice one, Jen Ditto. We love praise. We thrive on it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, okay. So we've got a picture of a pig. Uh, how are we meant to... Ruth. Ruth's coming down from um, Outback, Queensland to Aww. our dinner. Have you got your tickets for the dinner? I think there's a few left. Yeah, there's um, about eight left. So hurry up, snap, snap. Ooh, chip chop. We've got the goodie bags that we're ready to pack this afternoon. Yeah. Um, so she's my friend Pig, my friend's pig, Dottie. She drops out a few dozen littlies every year. Uh, I'm getting wound up. Yeah. But there's actually no question or anything there. Uh, you read this one. Oh, <laughs> so Steph says, why, why, why is it that common sense is so fucking uncommon? Thank you and good night. I have no idea. I think it's because everyone is watching too much Dancing with the Stars and just being lulled into some weird sort of catatonic state with all that sparkle-arkle stuff. Stephanie, that's the reason why I hate going to the supermarket. It's a trigger for me just to see stupid people flailing around. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yes, Sharon, yeah, we've touched on that political group and that lobby group in america what is your go-to dinner when you can't be bothered um uber eats uh i quesadillas would either of you grow your hair again i'm growing never i'm growing mine now never i'm so close to just shaving mine completely off every time i go it's a miracle that i don't um favorite place to buy clothes asos i'm just interested i buy all my clothes at country road at chatswood (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I buy ASOS and uh, and Mrs. Goodman just came around. And, but now I need a work wardrobe. Um, and Carolina, the lifestyle label, Life makes lifestyle a label. very good. Um, a nice shift top, like a yes, nice. In all different colours and patterns. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm going to. Uh, and also uh, through the fact that Rob and I sort of spend a lot of time at our beer bar called The Bitter Few, we're quite friendly with some of the other, you know, and there's a few few regulars that are all friendly. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of them is the manager of Alpha Sixty in the galleries Victoria in the city. That and she just expensive. She yeah, it looks really expensive. She said to me, "Come in, and I'm going to fit you and give you a couple of outfits." Well, not give them to me, but yeah. So I'll have to do that once I've actually been working for a while and, you know, have some money. He really um, asked a really interesting question. Have you become more conservative as you've gotten older? No, just less tolerant of idiots. Um, well, 
Sometimes I think I have because I sort of like look at the young people of the world wearing their bras as tops and I think I'm not sure if that's appropriate. Oh, really? Well, you were just saying before. Yeah, but I don't care. It's just sort of like, oh, they wear bras as tops now. Um, more conservative if you've gotten older. No, I'm I not, don't think so. No, I think it's actually just a, an issue about tolerance around people who are close-minded and small-minded and Minded. I'm actually intolerant of intolerance. That's deep. That's deep, isn't it? Lynette, George Christensen, what do you think? Well, what do you think? What do you think, Lynette? Yeah. That, he would be, that would be a three grunter and a cough, wouldn't it? Whatever. That's the member for Manila. Yeah. Uh, we don't think much, Lynette. Michelle, does the amount of heterosexual sex being had had have any impact on the severity of menopause symptoms? I do not know, actually. I th- thought it was raised when I saw an old study about semen and depression in women. I reckon that the men probably... I reckon I reckon <laughs> men drove that study and talked about just how much semen a woman needed in her to cure depression. <laughs> but that study was done in about 1965. By some cult members. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm thinking about in terms of the endorphins and stuff that's released. Ooh. They could be our shopping bag, uh, our bags for the goodie bags for the, um, what's Hot flush dinner. Hot flush dinner. Yeah, the what's That was the technical term for it. Yep, thank you. It is. That's a bit exciting, isn't it? Oh, um, yes. So, oh yeah, so I'd be interested actually about that, whether the release of endorphins and stuff do have play a role. Don't know. And I love that Eileen has said, please don't tell my husband that sex can help with my menopause. (laughs) Yeah. Things that help Um, with depression are medical. Yes. Oh, actually, so I'm I'm presuming that a lot of our listeners also are listeners to Chat 10 Looks 3 with Annabelle and Lee. And Annabelle talked about this podcast episode she listened to last week from Joe Rogan. Someone else's oh, podcast. Shush. And it was interviewing a guy who has written a book about depression. He did a his previous book was about drug addiction. I think they're quite closely linked. I think they are quite closely linked. Um, anyway, he was look. He said some really interesting stuff, and one of the things that he was talking about uh, was this notion that. Uh, that we have now, we've just moved too far to the end of just saying depression is a chemical imbalance in your brain. So here, take this tablet. And he was in no way saying, you know, you should not take your antidepressants or that antidepressants don't work or anything like that. It was more a case of him saying, we need to actually really relook at how we look at this and looking at other cultures and the notion of happiness. And guess, guess what? He talked about this notion of serving as well. And he was saying that, studies have actually shown that the thing that drives happiness in people is actually making other people happy and serving others is what brings the most, the most joy and get this Joe Rogan, who is the, is the comedian person. Um, he couldn't get his head around it. This American guy who talks to all these amazing people on his podcast could not fathom that. And I was like, wow, how could you, question that that being nice and helping others makes you happy like is that not just a given i would have thought so well i don't think it is anymore i i reckon there's large swathes of the population that that don't think that that think happiness comes from looking good and having a new car and living you know well, i in can a, tell in fancy you stuff. i am the exact opposite oh yeah i i just don't think any of that no but i make me happy that's why i don't really shop that much and i don't update my couch and i don't you know do anything like that because it's it's just why yeah but that's the problem but you know what a nice bed makes me happy and good sheets make me happy yeah but that's okay Mm. but doing something for a friend makes you even happier yeah and for a longer period of time. Yeah, no, I agree. So, yeah, that's an that's an interesting thing. Um, okay, men in power. Oh, for fuck's sake! Don't don't <sighs> do that. No, 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 I, no. I'm saying I'm not saying that. Sorry, Janice, I'm not saying that as in oh, 
what a silly question to ask. I'm actually oh, saying good, that. That's in, what I thought you were saying. Yeah, no, no. I'm saying that in exasperation of, yeah, I know, Janice. What is it about men in power? So bloody full of themselves and constantly telling everyone how good they are. I don't hear women doing the same. And if they dared to even think, oh my God. Yeah. So did you watch the Waleed Ali interview with Jacinta Ardern? Yes. And how, you know, he said, he actually asked her quite early on in it, you know, so about wearing the hijab and what thought process went into that. And she said, I was going into that environment. It didn't even, I didn't even think about it. It was just the right thing to do. Yeah. And I just went. It's called respect. It's called respect and it's called compassion and it's called empathy. And, and, you know, and it was such, it was just in that one tiny comment in the sea of a thousand that she made that was just brilliant. It was like, yeah, there was no need to bloviate and show how high she can piss up a wall. Mm. So interesting. Yeah. Cindy wants to know how to deal with her hair needing to be washed or almost daily as a result of hot flushes, night sweats, restless sleep. Cut it all off. Cut it off or use dry shampoo. But probably just cut it off. Cut it off, Cindy. I think I don't, might not want to grow my hair out now. Yeah, don't. How do you stop the one glass of wine whilst cooking, Helen? How do you stop that one glass of wine? Don't ask me. Uh, so what you do is you make fancy soda, soda water. water. So you have a fancy glass and you have limes and or whatever. Raspberries. Yeah, raspberries and ice and you make fancy soda water. And put a bit of vodka in the top. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's how you do it. Ask me because there was a period in time when I had that level of self-control that I did that and it was actually quite effective. Oh. Whereas now I do it and then I go, I'll have even a couple of them and then I'll go, oh, I just need a gin. <laughs> and then I end up having a gin and tonic. Lovely. Uh, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't eat the dinner and just drink. <laughs> well, I have been known to do that. Not a lot, but every now and then. Okay, Claire asks, why are women so mean to others in the workforce? Or is it just a nursing thing? Why do so? Why do much older people think they deserve respect but are horrible to the younger workers? It sounds like, Claire, you're going through something. I don't have experience with it. Mm. Uh, yeah, I do wonder if it's a... I wonder if it's something that's more common in workplaces that are largely female, you know, predominantly female. Uh, so there's not, there's not a bit of a balance out in in just temperament and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but I think we hear it time and time again that women are in a workplace. Other women are often the worst enemy than than the men. Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. I th- is it just how we are programmed? I Look, I don't know. I'm afraid, oh, I'm afraid, Claire, I don't really have an answer for you. I, and that... That older people being horrible to younger workers, that is so common. And I think it's really important for us. And this is this ties back into what um, Janice. Was it Jan- No, it was someone up here talking about what Kiralee said about being conservative. If we start forgetting what it's like for when you are young, then... That's how this happens. That's how people start to be really mean to younger workers. You have to, and and once we actually do start going, God, I never would have done that. No, we wouldn't because we grew up without everything that they're growing up with that changes and has globalized growing up much more than what we had when we were growing up. But you still have to remember that what it was like to be that age Mm. and to not judge them just because they're young. And because they think they know everything. Yeah. You, you can because as you get older, your confidence gets knocked around. Yeah, yeah. So and you and you come out the other end going, you know. And I think this is one of the things. Um, one of the things I really find with this is, uh, you just um, you're. It's like when you have a toddler, you know, and all you want to do is stand there and stamp your feet and yell back at them, and you have to do the whole. Remember, you're the adult, like. And you just have to rise above it. Yep. So if you're working, you just, yeah, you just can't. See, I've had two great mentors who were my bosses in the past who treated me like equal. So I don't really have a lot of Mm. it. Vanessa asked a really nice question. I love your friendship and was wondering 
How you think each other has changed since you met at uni? Um, mm. You're heaps less of a private school girl. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't even think I was a real private school girl then. But you had I the was. bob and the fob. I had the bob. Yeah. <laughs> um, We've both gotten heaps funnier. Heaps funnier. Heaps fatter. No, I'm 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 within five kilos of what I was. Oh, really? In year Twelve. Yeah. We've got heaps more kids than we had back then. Mm, yeah, I'm a lot. Uh, I'm a lot less stressed than I was then, and I'm I a actually... lot more sober than I was back then. <laughs> and you know, I really did. Um, I had this really weird juxtaposition of thinking I was very mature and knew a lot, and then feeling like a complete fraud and imposter in the workplace. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah, I think I, I give so much less than shits about what people think of me. Yes, because I was very concerned with what people thought of me. Yes, Amy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So much. Oh my god. Yeah. So hmm, interesting. Someone mentioned bunions, and one of my neighbours just had her bunions done, and um, recovery Annette. recovery was quite um, painful and took a long time, but she had it done. And you know how I deal with my bunions? <laughs> Just wondering what angle of defamation do you fess up in GC or GP? <laughs> what angle of deformation? What, what angle of de- deformation do you fess up? <laughs> You're funny in it. So uh, I, I was, A, you can't wear high heels anymore. B, you have to wear shoes that like. Homey peds. Like homey peds. That you get at um, the chemist. But you also have to sit with your foot. <laughs> And then get the heel of the other foot and put it between your big toe and your toe, the toe next to you. That's what I do all the time. And my bunions have actually gone down. I don't have them. No. It comes from wearing high heels. I don't. I don't own a pair. I own one pair of high heels that I wear when I'm having a photograph taken. Uh, okay. Because <laughs> that matters. Uh, okay. I like Carol. this one. Might have been covered before, but how does one get themselves a rob? Without going through horrendous Tinder experience, I couldn't cope with it. And Julie's piped in your family realignment tips and advice, please. Oh. Uh, so, okay, this is, this is how I... The horrendous Tinder experiences, you just have to, to laugh. And you just have to do it. Don't you just can't approach this going? Oh, I'm going to find I'm the man I love. You. I'm going to find the perfect man. No, go and meet with all the absolute emotionally stunted men, in our, men in our age bracket, and just go, wow, and then <laughs> and then root them and have a good time going. Oh my god, I'm so much better at this than he is, and but it's still quite fun and really liberating, and then never see them again. <laughs> just do that for a while. Just stop with the, you know, romanticism of it yeah. all. Yeah, just, just go. Now, and... I did write something on this the, uh, a few weeks ago about you and my friend Mrs. Yates, mm. who took a leaf out of Kim's book and is now. You just can't, can't have. She's so happy. Yeah, you seriously. It is just. It's just the best. You just go go and do it, and you know, Rob and I were. It was a very, very delightful, just freakish. Thing he did, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't any. Yeah, but he wasn't the sort of. He didn't look the way that normally someone I would swipe on. But he had a great little bio, and I just went, I don't know, you like there's something. And then we actually we actually chatted on Tinder for a while, like as in weeks, which is really unusual. You don't, you know, that normally doesn't happen. So you're building a relationship, and then we went out. Yeah, and it was just that was did just you sort of, on the first date. No, he was the. Only one I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, and and it just... And also I think the fact that neither of us was looking for anything permanent. You know, I was just like, I've never done this before, so I'm just hitting the ground running. And he was like, I'm actually just coming out of a relationship. I don't want... I don't, I'm not looking to go straight back into one. And so we just, I think we just no came at it with no expectations, no agenda. We were both just looking for fun, fun. and and to have fun with someone who, you know, you like not with. just yeah. sex, like that you actually, you could go out to dinner and yeah. you could go and do something and they might, you know, like. And then you fell in love. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I think I actually one of our listeners reached out to me last week who is just starting to go through a family realignment and again was blindsided by her partner like I was. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, you know, we sort of had some, we sort of chatted for about half an hour or so. And I thought I need to put this, I need to put this in a document <laughs> that, you just hand out. that I can just hand out and go, these are the, these are the, these are some tips, practical tips, practical tips, to survive, tips. particularly to survive the, the initial, yeah, like low. the initial ground zero Boom. weeks and months and so yeah but the main thing I think in terms of the realignment for me was it was not going to define who I was it was not going to change who I was in terms of it wasn't going to make me bitter and angry it made you better yeah and it also <laughs> sorry but it made um, you better and I also wanted to be able to look back on that whole period of time and hold my head up yeah. And not feel like I had behaved or you said did not anything. Do anything that, yeah. that was pretty that were pretty much my that was pretty much it. Mm. And then it was all of my friends who like Woogs and our dumpling crew and uh, my beautiful friends Marina and Bro- who all just rallied. Um, and Ma- Mary and Jane who bought me fresh like new linen for my bed and yeah. you know, and and um, and just that uh, and Amelia, and who just uh, rallied around me, and in a way they carried a lot of the rage and anger on my behalf. Yeah, we did. So yeah, so I could actually we made up special new names. Yeah, <laughs> so I could just get on with making sure the boys were okay, making sure you know no one was falling apart, and that I wasn't falling apart. Um, but they were the ones that gave me all these little ideas and suggestions, and initially I went. Argh. And then actually did them and went, oh, my God, that was really... That's what I said, get a cat. You said, you said get a cat. Get foxtail. And then I think someone else... Was it you that said get a cat and then said get two? Or maybe yeah. Steph said get two. Yeah. Anyway. And then... Um, <laughs> and you also were the one who said go home and rearrange your bedroom yep. today. Today. And I did. And that was actually oh, the most so symbolic strange. thing I did. It's so weird. It was just <laughs> such a... But it was like I just felt this like... I guess it's like a, it's a cat, new beginning. It's like a cat that walks around rubbing its neck on everything to claim it as its own. It was like me rubbing my neck on the house to sort of go, "This is this is just us now." It's not. Yeah, the space was clearer. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, moving on. Uh, Kate. Okay. <laughs> Kate. Obviously, teenagers and toddlers are assholes. <laughs> and, and I'm like, you lovely ladies, my boys are still youngsters and we're in the terrible, think of the terrible teens <gasps> of our youngest. My lovely partner is 10 years younger than me and we'll get to experience it with teenagers. <laughs> Interested to know if you could choose, would it be toddlers or teenagers? Toddlers? I love them. No, I'm, I'm all about the teenager. I love teenagers. I love this stage. Okay, here's my theory. <clears throat> Toddlers are physically draining. Yeah. Teenagers are emotionally exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So there's good and bad for both of them, Kate. I know Kate. I've known Kate for a long time. Uh, are you married? She's got the most beautiful fiancé. Yeah. Um, and when Eden and I were in America, they, there was a show about us that was back here. Yeah. And these two, um, I don't know, through the magic of the internet, hooked it up so we were able to watch it. How's that? Aww. And I met you um, both at a marriage equality march, and they've gone on to have two beautiful boys. Aww. Oh. And I'm coming to your wedding. Okay, so here's the thing with toddlers. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> They're funny. They're funny. They do that thing where they are diabolical and, that's and, then, they're tired. and then they turn around and they just and they you know and they have funny words for things that they don't know how to say and they you know and and all of that stuff that makes you not drown them yeah and i, I don't know like teenagers i don't know i, I don't know if i've been I, you've got good ones yeah i mean you know i sort of look back and realize i i definitely could have helped felix more through his particularly that mid-teen sort of phase um but i yeah i don't know they're all fucked (laughs) they all break us seriously people look at rob and just go 
because he's turning 50 this year and people just go he is not 50 and I go that is called not having children yeah absolutely Mm. right we're getting to the tail end Kim mum and dad health update please uh so dad's still in hospital they wanted to do some more tests today but his angiogram was all good uh and my for anyone who didn't know my dad had chest pains night before last and so he's been in hospital since then having tests and all the rest and my mum has a autoimmune condition called ulcerative colitis and she's in the middle of a flare at the moment and is really unwell so um, I have managed to convince her to go back to the GP this afternoon to get a referral to my poo doctor who told me that she needs to go and see him uh, because he treats these things a little bit more aggressively than the specialist she's seeing so i am very worried about her um but yeah and she just gets sick very quickly so yeah so lots of lots of lots of lots of well wishes for my mum would be greatly appreciated mine are in tip-top shape tip-top tip-top they're kicking along kicking along well your mum just had a birthday with everyone they both did oh yeah Yeah, both in the same week i know Okay, right, Kelly, best friend has a 12 centimetre cyst on her ovary. So shocked, she's 46, going for surgery on Tuesday for a hysterectomy, currently on bed rest in case it ruptures, worried sick, hopeful it's not cancer, ideas for hospital and aftercare, please. Well, she's found it. Yep. Uh, She's having it removed. She's having a few days in bed for not to rupture. Um, Don't you worry about it being cancer or not because it's not going to change the outcome. Um, focus on her and what you can do to make her life a little bit easier. I tell you what, when Kim turned up this morning, I was like, like get in bed, like moaning and groaning and having really bad period pain. And she did something so funny that I laughed for 20 minutes. <laughs> and it's just changed my whole outset of my day. So <laughs> just don't like mamby pamby around her, as I was no. going to say. No. So... You know what? This happened to my friend. Go and get an iPad and lie in bed with her and watch stupid movies together. Yeah. yeah. That's what I would like if I was in that state. I would like a friend to come over and just a cheeseburger yeah. and lie in bed with me and watch movies. Yep. And if she has a family, just freaking buy her a frozen lasagna. Like, buy them... Like, just buy some stuff that, you know... Tell them that you've got dinner covered and send over Uber Eats. Yeah. Yeah. Uber Eats fixes... And when she's in hospital, uh, just tra- like mags because people can't – you don't have the energy and inclination to read books. No. So just some magazines and also some fresh fruit, which sounds so – such a cliche, but hospital food, yeah, so foul. So not. Or just take in some lovely sandwiches. Yeah, like nice sandwiches. Like make her a really beautiful Like get sandwich. a beautiful baguette with roast beef and yeah. horseradish and salad yeah. items. Yeah. I'm so hungry. I know. Well, this is, I don't know what's going on. Like, yeah, I'm just, I could, yeah. I just eat the crotch out of a loaf of Roast beef, horseradish roll with salad mm. items. <laughs> Do you know what I feel like? I feel like stuff from that bakery we stayed next to in Byron. I know. I've thought about that scone ever since then. And, you know, it wasn't a scone. It was like a scone muffin. It was so good. I had that baguette with ham and pickles. Actually, I need to oh. work out. Oh, because, you know. <gasps> yes. I'm, yeah. Okay. Uh, goal setting. Yes, I am. Oh, Donna. What? So what? You don't want to... Talk to us about goal setting, personal, travel and professional goals. I find my anxiety means I am reluctant to change it up. Well, Donna. I love Donna. Yeah, so do I. Um, it doesn't mean you have to make huge big changes. No. Just little changes. Book a weekend away. Yeah. Just book a weekend away. Two nights in an Airbnb in the country. So, okay, goal setting. I used to be very goal focused. So I said to Rob less than a month ago, I'm giving myself six months to find a job. And then I had one in two weeks. Now, I said that. When I was made redundant, I said, I'm giving myself three months to find a job. It took 15. So I can be a little hit and miss with my goal setting. (laughs) But it depends, Donna. I'm not quite sure what you're like. Is there things that you want and you're too scared to write them down? Or because sometimes writing the big one down and then you actually need to chunk it down. So let's say 
if you've got a big goal for travel, like you want to go to the US or you want to go to Italy or something, then you need to actually maybe then make smaller goals. So it comes down to um, maybe you download the app on your phone to learn to learn some basic Italian phrases mm. or maybe it's... That's what I'm saying. I think that you know, like so you've got lofty a, goals and I never yeah. give myself lofty goals because I'm just sick of disappointing myself. So I'm... You just do the... I just do manageable goals. Yeah. 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 So don't overthink it. Don't let your anxiety... Oh, well, it's easy for me to say. Um, reluctant to change it up. Just make small changes so you don't worry about it. Yeah. I hope that helps. Oh, okay. So Michelle talks about eyes and perimenopausal eyes and that she sits in front of the computer and tries to clear her vision. And she's had her eyes tested and glasses are current, but she still seems to have that her vision isn't clear. Um, I, this sounds dramatic, but I would highly suggest yep. you go and get your um, checked, Macular. get your bloods done for... Uh, get your bloods done for diabetes. Um, yes. Vision stuff is one of the very first signs. And so you might, you might be um, pre-diabetic. Uh, so that's what, that's recently happened to a friend of mine. And she is, is, it, is that what it's called? Pre-diabetic? It's called something else, isn't it? No, it's pre-diabetic. It's pre-diabetic. So she's basically at the moment really focused on losing weight and just eating a really healthy, balanced diet and blah, blah. Um, but she also has got, um, and I can't remember what it is, but she has an eye issue going on that her father has, and it can be hereditary, and it's happening in her right eye, and they're now watching the left. And it's a really, I don't, you know, don't want this yeah. to be a Debbie Downer, but it's a really serious issue. So don't just think this is somehow related to menopause. This is a health thing. Um, and you need to go to an uh, uh, an eye specialist, not an optometrist. No, no, you don't you need go to, to the go, shop. Is it an ophthalmologist? Yes. Yeah, you need a refer. You ne- you'll need a referral to actually go to a, as well as having your bloods. Go to your GP and get your bloods done. But you need to go to a proper, proper one. Yes. Last one is from Shah. It's an interesting one. Is it okay to cope by drinking wine, or does that mean I'm an alcoholic? Like when you're having a shit day, then it gets shittier after parent-teacher interview right in the middle of shart week. Can I just disappear into a bottle? Hmm. You can. I don't think then it's not going to change. And you're going to feel pretty shitty about it the next day and it's going to make your sleep really terrible. I don't think... Is it okay to cope by drinking wine? I don't think it's okay to cope by drinking wine. No, it's not. Sorry. That's a bit sad, isn't it? Like That's a bit sad too, but no, it's not. To cope means that you're masking something. Yeah. And you're better off finding out what that something is and yeah. dealing with it. Um, and I think it's that whole thing, like when we do have a really shitty day or you have a meeting with the, your kids' teachers and it all is not great, um, I think we then do actually rush. I know I use food yeah. um, and alcohol. <laughs> I'm not saying that that we're not ever... Everybody's guilty of doing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But I I think think you actually have to just go... to do it, like, in certain circumstances, I have been known to do that. But I think as using it as a constant way of coping... No. No. You've actually just got to come home and go, my God, that was really bad that was really bad and you've got to just actually let yourself feel it and sometimes feeling it is not nice it's not nice because it's uncomfortable but you've got to let your body actually roll through it to come out the other side otherwise you end up starting with i just have a glass and suddenly you have two and suddenly it's a bottle and and it's like because if you're feeling that anxiety or that uncomfortableness and you're just masking it by putting a bottle of wine down your gullet yeah um you've got to feel it do you know what i've been taken to doing lately bringing friends like ringing, like talking on the phone. Talking on the phone. Using your phone for phone calls. Yeah. Holy jolly. And I just go, if they don't pick up, I just say, I just wanted to chat. But if I can get a girlfriend on the phone and like fold the washing and yeah. and have a chat and have a laugh. Yeah. If I was having a shit day where I'd normally be necking a bottle of gin. Yeah. It's a really good way to distract you. Yeah. So make, a fan- make a fancy glass of soda water. Yeah. And yeah. And ring a friend. Bring a friend. Bring a friend it's and go. It's amazing how... 
how good it is. Yeah. Just have a proper, proper catch up on the phone. Mm, you're right. That's not planned. That's not been in the diary. Yeah. Just, I've just got like 10 friends I know I can ring and one of them will pick up eventually. Yeah. And then I just have a good natter. Yeah. And it's amazing. And you can actually talk it through. Then you get off the phone, you go, oh, I feel so much better. I think that's very, I think that's very wise See, advice. I'm not just beautiful. No. I'm smart. Smart. You are, you are the whole package. I really am. <laughs> Speaking of packages, we've got to go and pack up some packages. We do. We need to go and make uh, goodie bags. Well, we're going to have something to eat first. Oh, yes. And then we're going to get Mrs. Goodman yes. to help us with the goodie bags. And if you're coming along to our dinner on the hot flush on the 6th of June, a couple of tickets left, um, you will be getting one of our awesome L'Oreal Garnier this is... goodie bags. Yeah. They're really good. Full products. They've done very well. And they really? love it. Are they full-size products? Full-size products. Oh. Yeah, it's a full-size goodie bag. Um, so that's it from me and what we do like to see. Mm. Just keep plucky. <laughs> Bye.